0: Again, buenas noches, everybody. Thank you for being on for tonight. The topic is treasures in the darkness, right? Treasures in the darkness. Um, so we can, we can dive actually right into Isaiah 45.3. Right? Isaiah 45.3, it says this, right? And I will give the, the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, right? And I will give the, the treasures of darkness and hidden riches of secret places, um, this was something that when I heard it, honestly, reading, reading the Bible um, by myself is something that I, I missed a lot. I missed out on a lot of things um, that went over my head, right? And I understand that if you didn't really grow up in church, um, it can seem like a daunting task to get into the Word. But I want to encourage you guys. There's a lot of, I want to say, um, more reader-friendly um, versions out there that you can buy um, that break things down that that maybe help explain things that we might miss um, or also listen to podcasts, right? Listen to audios, um, go on YouTube because that, that's something that has helped me. Like I said, I, I remember hearing a lot of things and not understanding and then getting the right guidance, right? Like, even like in business, the, the, the quickest way to success is to mentors, 100%, right? So if you need like a spiritual mentor, right? Um then, you know, go, go, go to YouTube, Um, look up, you know, a passage that you, that you really enjoy, how they, how they preach, Um, Mama B said that the Message Bible or the Amplified Bible are both great, thank you, so thank you for that, Um, I, I will check that out, John C. Maxwell Leadership Promises, you see, hey, I'm always a student of the game, I have my note, you guys thought that I'm here talking to you guys, but you guys are teaching me, so let me write that down, thank you guys for that info. Leadership promises. And the message Bible. Yeah, so if you're not staying a student of the game, you're missing out. I promise. I promise you guys. So, darkness, right? Darkness, 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 and darkness more darkness right when when we think about darkness um what what do you guys think of for me darkness is cold right darkness is kind of scary um i I remember being like scared to admit that that it was scary right but like i can go through the same situation in in light and in darkness and if i'm in darkness i may be a little bit in like ronald said a little bit stressed Um, maybe because it's unknown right and we tend to fear the unknown um, well, God says this, right? Which is something that, or er, before I get to that, before I get to that, let me let me let me retrace and talk about something else, right? When before darkness, right before there was anything, and we go back to Genesis, because um, I know I, I went straight to Isaiah, but if we go to Genesis, right? The the world is created in darkness, right? There's darkness, um, and then God creates, right, out of the darkness. One of the things that um, I, I liked and, and that I understood was this, right? God can act in darkness, right? He, he can do work in darkness, whereas we we can't. Could you imagine um, the difficulties of doing our, our day-to-day tasks with no light, right? It's texting. Imagine if you didn't have brightness on your phone, right? Some of us are actually pretty good. You might be able to do it with your eyes closed, but um, it'll be a lot more difficult, right? Imagine cooking in the dark. Imagine... Uh, maybe your your nine-to-five job in the dark i'm i can like i can't play soccer in the dark that's what i do and i can't do that in the dark i promise you guys tried it i got hit in the face it doesn't doesn't really work right but god right god can can work in the darkness Um, and in john 9 4 he does say this work while it's day but when it's darkness man can't work but it says man can't work he doesn't say god can't work it says man can't work Um, God can, right? God comes in and he doesn't say, I'll wait for for the daytime. He says, let there be light, right? He says, let there be light. Why? Um, Because darkness is not a thing. Um, Darkness is actually the absence of something, the light, right? Darkness is not a thing. It's actually just the absence of light, right? Because if you think about it, you can't, you really can't measure Darkness, um, you can't really put a finger on it. We we don't know what it is. Um, Light, you can measure, right? You can measure how much light watts, right? You can measure the speed, right? The speed of light. Darkness, you can't measure. It's not a thing. It's just the absence of. Um, And so to go through the darkness, sometimes it's not about what we have, right? In our times where we feel like we are in that dark place, it might not be so much what we have, but what we lack, it might be a little more about that void that, that, that we feel that we might feel a little empty. Um, that is more of that darkness that we feel. It's not what we have in front of us. It's what, what we feel like we're missing out on. Um, and I think that's big. I think that's big because most people today they're we're very uncomfortable with, with the darkness. We're very uncomfortable with it. Why? Because we do have so much light, right? It's not like back in the day where they had candles, right? Like if we you want light, what do you do? You, you can, Even if you're in the middle of nowhere, you just take out your phone, you turn on your flashlight. Right? These are things that we don't even think about. Um, but the the more technology has advanced, like the more uncomfortable we really do and we really have become, you know, with darkness. But God creates some of his best work in the dark. Who who here remembers taking those little cameras, those little cameras to maybe cbs or to walmart or to target and you had to go take them and they had to go like process the little roles right and you had to be careful because like if they opened and they got light they were ruined right and they literally had to develop these little roles and develop the film in the dark room right you guys remember that good good i'm glad i'm glad i'm not that old yet man i remember talking to some like un primo a cousin of mine and he was like what is that and i'm like "Geez, you know Yes, exactly. You had a cranky little camera up here. Yeah. And so what happens, right? What happens if the light gets into into the film? It's ruined, right? There's too much light exposure. And then that beautiful photo gets ruined. And sometimes we get put in darkness because we will develop better through that darkness. Maybe because it's just not our time yet. And, And if you get put into the light too early, you'll be ruined. Right? Maybe if you get success too early, it'll be too much. Um, I, I remember Mike talking about the worst thing that, he, that could have happened to him when he started was actually uh, making profits before he really knew how to trade. And, and I can say I can relate strongly because I had an experience as well um, where I, I made a lot of money before I could manage my, my greed you know, I didn't even realize I was greedy and then I, and then I made money and then I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm greedy because I wanted even more. Why? It wasn't my time. Right. I, I was out in the light before it was my time. Um, and so that ruined um, what I had at the time. But I realized I need to put be put right back into the darkness to properly develop. right? There, there's a reason why you can have um, and I, I have them. Um, Right here, actually, I have a pair of seeds, right? Plant seeds, and I have them on a shelf. And here's the thing, I have seeds, Damian's in the waiting room, I'm so sorry, Damian. Thank you guys. <clears throat> I have seeds in, in, the, in the little bag still that I ordered. And some of them are, are on my, like a little shelf that I have in the kitchen, right? And so they see a lot, of, a lot of daylight, but they haven't grown. The seeds that I planted in the garden that are in the dark, are growing right those are the ones that are growing not the ones that are in the light why because the seed grows in the darkness right a seed won't grow in daylight right once it's developed once it's gone through that metamorphosis then right that light that once it kind of roots up into the light yeah it grows more but at first it doesn't grow in light it grows in darkness and then we find ourselves in those moments of Darkness. Understand that there is a purpose in it, right? There is a treasure in the darkness, right? And there's riches in the secret places. Those places that we don't know. These places that that we don't see. Um, and blessings can come from any direction. Directions of darkness. Um, directions from not just what you expect, but even the unexpected. You can get blessings from your friends and from your foes. Uh, in 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 the beginning of uh, the Bible. You guys, have you guys heard the story of Noah's Ark? Because there's like movies about it. It's even like, even if you don't read the Bible, um, Noah's Ark and the story of the flood is pretty famous. Um, so is everyone pretty familiar with that story? Yeah. For any of you of you guys that don't know the story, um, God floods the earth, right? Because uh, the earth had become corrupt and wicked. Um, and when he does this, well, we think, okay, all the water is going to come you know, from from the rain, and it does, and it does, but this also happens. It tells us in Genesis right before the flood happens that all the springs of the great deep burst forth, right? So all the springs from inside the earth, right? From underneath the earth's surface crack open, right? And out comes even more water, even more flood. And so sometimes, right, in, in this darkness, We don't see it coming, but blessings come from all directions, right? Even what we don't know, these secret places. Now, you might have a secret place. There might be something within you that you might not even know is there. But it gets developed in in that darkness. To go through darkness, it's not not a bad thing, right? It's something to, to grow from. It's something... To, to really embrace, right? Where, where do you rejuvenate? Where do you get that well needed rest in the dark, right? We don't sleep comfortably in light. What do you do? You close your eyes, right? You, you get one of those like comfortable little things and maybe yours says like princess on it. Uh, my sister says princess, that's why I know that, you know, like, um, but we like to sleep in the dark. Why? Because there's treasures in darkness. But before you can get into that light, right, you, you must go through the dark. Um, and so something that I, I really liked and, and that I took away from a message that I heard the other day, and, and that's actually what inspired today's call on darkness, right? It was actually from a, a minister, T.D. Jake. Um, he, he was talking about about all this darkness. And I remember thinking when he started that, you know, he's going to speak maybe bad about about, you know, being in that dark place. But as as he continued to speak, I said, whoa, right? Like to be in that dark place is a blessing, right? Even more so than than we think at times. So God moves, right? God moves in darkness. Like I said, he didn't wait for, for daytime. He didn't wait for the light. He came in and he said, let there be light. He created it, right? So if you're in that dark place, then maybe you must be the one to create that movement, to create that, that light, to create that spark right through him. Um, because I know I remember being in maybe not the best situation um, and thinking man if only you know somebody came and helped me or if only you know I had I had tomorrow or I had the next day Um, but it wasn't me having to wait for anything else I had to move in this darkness I had to move and create that light um, and and be that basically be that change and it's something that you know, if I, if I wasn't in, in, in this place of darkness, then I might not have been forced to act. Right, I might have been comfortable being being who I was, being less prepared, and just reaching out to others for for help for others to maybe, maybe do the work for me. But when I didn't know, when I when I thought I was in lack, really I was an opportunity, an opportunity to force myself to grow, to force myself to go out and ask questions and find out and figure out, and then. And through that, really develop and become that better leader, right? So there's there's opportunity in that. God puts Adam to sleep, right? When, when he creates woman, he doesn't create Adam, or he does not do it when Adam is awake. He puts him to sleep, right? And when Adam wakes up, there's a woman that was created. He had no idea, right? Adam had no idea that this could be created out of him, right? And out of this place of darkness. Just like sometimes something inside of us is there that we have no clue, Because we believe everything that that they tell us. And when I say they, maybe it was that one teacher that told you that you couldn't write. And maybe it was that one, um, your choir teacher that told you you couldn't sing. Or maybe it was that one coach that told you that you couldn't run. Or maybe it was that one boyfriend, girlfriend that told you that you weren't pretty, that you weren't handsome, or that, you know, you didn't have it. Right. And we believe these lies, but really we have something inside of us, some some secret treasure um, that is there for us. But really, we're believing the lies. And we forget that if if we really close our eyes and, and we we look into that darkness, we can find all these beautiful things, all these beautiful treasures that God has made for us. Again, seeds were designed to produce in the darkness, right? Not in the not in the light. They had to be buried. They had to be watered, Um, and and the metaphors really goes through that privacy of darkness. You know, God might not necessarily put you on display when He's going to change you. And why would you, right? Like, why would you want your change to be on display for the world, right? Like, I would be a little uncomfortable if all of my change was put out there for everybody to see, right? I'm not saying that it can't happen, but. there is, there is a lot of beauty and there is a lot of practicality in darkness, right? And we don't have to be scared of it. Like I said, maybe we've, we've been taught to, to fear it, but it's something that we can be very, very comfortable with. Because where you are right, right now is not where you're going. Um, I think that's an important message that, it's not a religious message. It's just a, a message that you can take anywhere. Um, that's, what, that's why I love the Bible. That's why I love the word. Because what we talk about, I mean, you can apply that to anything, right? Where you are right now is not where you're going to be. What you're going through doesn't define who you are. Um, and, and that's important, right? That, that's important because we can get caught up in where we are right now. And we can forget to see where we can be. One of the things that I'm super grateful for in the darkness is that it forces us to stop, right? And it forces us to stop looking with our eyes because at that point, our eyes are useless, right? And so when we're no longer concerned about what our eyes can see, then we can be focused about what our hearts can see. And I know be for sure, for sure knows this. I have to look it up real quick. Okay, I know Mavi knows this one, but the just will walk by what? The just will walk by faith and not by sight. Amen. Amen. The the <laughs> and I love that because this is something that I, I've truly I truly realized that it's something that I caught myself, right? The more I tried walking on on my own thoughts, on my own goals, on my own plans, I was I was doing things in a in a Jose Carlos way, right? Not in God's way. I wasn't thinking about what pleased him. I was thinking about what pleased me. I wasn't thinking about What was my purpose? But what was my pleasure? And when I was chasing, right, my pleasures versus my purpose, I was tripping and tripping and tripping and falling down and falling down and falling down. And when I stopped going after, right, my own pleasures and, and what I thought was for me then, and really stopped seeing, because this is the thing with our eyes, our eyes are so deceiving, right? Our eyes are so deceiving. You can see something like this. And I think a lot of people have seen that picture. It might even look like you're flipping someone off something like this, right? I think it's like this, but really you got three fingers, but right, your eyes are deceiving. And if we go based off our eyes, your eyes inform you of the circumstances around you. They don't inform you of what's within you. And that sometimes is our handicap, right? Seeing is sometimes the handicap. That's why Helen Keller was so wise to say that people can have sight, but no vision. Right. And that's something that I realized. I'm like, whoa. Right. Sometimes having that sight can be the handicap because then we know what we see and we're like, okay, well, this is my reality. And so we know who we are, but not who we can be because we haven't looked inside. We're focused on what's outside. We're focused on what's around us and not what's within us. Right. And and that's something that I really, really love. Um, and, And like I said, man, the Bible just speaks and speaks and speaks and speaks. And if you listen, it will guide you. And there's a story, and, and, and I don't know it too well. I was actually just reading up on it. Um, but it was Saul. Saul. Saul was actually, he was um, one of the biggest um, persecutors. So he, he was going after all believers in Christ. And, and, he, was, and he actually was headed to, to the city, right? And he had other people with him. And right before he got to the city, he gets blinded by light. Right By a light so, so bright that like even in daylight, he was in daylight, that light was so bright that it blinded him. Could you, you guys know, like when you turn your light on during the daytime, you can't like, it's almost useless because it's daytime. And then you turn it on at night, like that, that light is pretty bright. So imagine a light so bright that even in the middle of the day, it blinded him. All right. And so Saul now goes blind for three days. And so us, we might be blinded, right? We might feel like we can't see. But what happens now we're forced, like I said, we're forced to not just rely on our sight, but believe and listen to our hearts. And that's what happens with Saul because what guides him, the Lord, right? Christ. And so that 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 being blinded, that being in that dark place, that being in maybe where you think you're lost, like I've said it before in other calls, you're not lost, you don't you don't see anything or anyone around you, not because you're you're lost, but because you're so far ahead. Right and God is taking you. He's leading you. Right, He's leading you, and He's going to take you where maybe no one else has gone. But this can only be done right through through leading and following your heart, not just your eyes. Because think about this: Have have you guys ever drove maybe a, a smaller child somewhere? Um, think of maybe a smaller brother or a cousin, and maybe you've taken them to school, and so the the, um, the kids. Right. I mean, they're, they're pretty intelligent. So they know the route to school. Right. Now, if you take them to school day in and day out, then then they'll know how you get there. What happens? Right. What happens if there is an accident and you have the GPS and the kids in the back seat? And so you go another way. Right. Maybe you're taking them to Chuck E. Cheese. Right. And he, and he loves Chuck E. Cheese. And so he knows the route to Chuck E. Cheese. And he's telling you, yeah, where are we going? Right. Where are we going? Like, oh, that's not how we get there right, they know, and they're telling you, yo, yo, you're lost, right, that's not the, that's not the route, you're going the wrong way, hey, turn around, turn back, and they start crying, and you're like, hey, no, like, it's cool, I got this, just let me drive, give me the, give me the, right, give me the wheel, give me the the chance to leave, but we're crying, right, we're crying out, and we're like, no, I don't want to go there, I don't want to go there, you're lost, you're in the wrong direction, but what happens, we don't have his vision, right, we don't have God's sight, we don't have, we don't understand that there's an accident, And if we keep going, we're going to hit traffic. We don't understand that there's danger in our path. We don't understand that the reason, right, we've shifted, the reason that we're going in a different direction is not that we're lost. It's not that we're not going where we're supposed to go, but it's because God has this foresight to take us on the right path. And we're in the backseat, and we just don't know any better. We're going to get there. We're intended to get there, but he's going to take us the safest way possible. Why would he drive us right through the accident, right? Why would he put us through danger right just because we can't see it doesn't mean it's not there right just because sometimes God when we think he's not doing anything because we're not getting anything maybe he's just stopping something maybe he's just stopping something from getting to you maybe he's just stopping something from cursing maybe he's just stopping you from running into the wrong person into the wrong relationship into the wrong business deal and we're complaining because we're not seeing but we don't have to see we just have to have faith We have to walk by faith and not by sight. And that that was a big problem. Like I said, for me, man, I thought I knew better. I thought I knew better. I thought I knew the route, right? Like I'm like, well, I know, I know how to get there. I know I know how to get there, but I don't know the best way to get there. Right. And sometimes we have to really, and how would they say, let go on that God, man. We have to let go on that God. We have to let go on that God and, and, and forget about our ego. And that's why I said dive into the word and ask for guidance ask for guidance because we can't, we definitely can't do this alone. Orlando, you heard a sermon that said that God puts us through the storm to show us that he is always with us. Yeah. Amen. Amen. He does. Right. He does. And and honestly, um, and if you were on that call earlier, a couple days ago, a couple weeks ago about peace, right. Um, He'll put us through that storm. I think, to show us that he always has us, that he's always in control. And that also that, you know, through him, we find peace, right? Because um, like I said, this I think everything really, really relates um, just like with our eyes, right? It informs us what's going, out, what's going on around us, right? If, we, if we're looking and we're going based off just our sight alone, then what do we see? We see the lightning, we hear the thunder, right? We see the rain. We might see that there's a flood coming, but we don't see what's inside. And what's inside is is God, and and he is abundant, and he does love us, and he does promise us everything and more, right? And that's where we find that peace, right? That's where we do find that abundance. That is where we do find and run into the right group of individuals, where we do find 24 other amazing people that say, hey, I want to sit down, and I want to talk about these things. And I want to talk and get into the word, and I want to grow, and I want to stop thinking that I know the right way to get there. And I have to understand that you know the right way to get there and you're gonna take me there and you're gonna make sure that I'm safe. And then it's on your time and not on my time. And then it's benefiting your purpose and not my purpose. And it's gonna be for your pleasure and not mine. Because it's a lot greater of what's on the inside, this one, what's on the outside, right? Um, Malo B, again, I know you know this one, but um for greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world right for greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world and that's another one of my my favorite um lines in in the bible because imagine and I I say these on, on on most of the calls but if you know who has your back right what is anything else that you go through what is any other obstacle any other challenge that you might face nothing right if you know that the same the same God that created Right? the mountains, the stars, the oceans created you and that you're fulfilling his purpose, you think anything's going to stop you? No, not at all. Not one bit. Right, And that's something that I truly believe in, and that's why you have to get comfortable with that darkness. That's why you have to say, God, I trust you. Right, I, I understand that if you are bearing me, if, if you are applying that pressure, it is for me to love. It's for me to understand that I, I'm being put here because I belong here right before the light. Because if I get into the light, then maybe it's too soon and maybe I'll get ruined, right? Maybe that film touches the light and then it's no use, right? And then maybe you get taken back and now you need to go through new photos, new processes, get right back in the dark and then come out. But darkness is is a blessing, right? Darkness is a treasure that God gives us, right? Any, any challenge that we go through um, is an opportunity Everything's an opportunity to to grow, to see what is this teaching me. Um, I know this week I, I've gone through some things um, all week, some challenges all week, some some big, some smaller. But I remember always, always asking myself, God, well, what's your purpose? All right, what's what's the purpose behind this? Because I know that nothing happens on accident. And I know that you're not withholding anything good for me. Uh, and that is something that I can't quote it in the Bible Um I don't remember the lines, but he he does tell us that he will never withhold anything that is good for us. Right, um, and a lot of times, like I said, we believe but we think that um, that he's not there, that he's not listening, that that he's not with us. Um, man, how many of you know the story of uh, the footsteps on the sand? I think that's a pretty that's a pretty famous story. But for those of you that maybe haven't heard it, all right, um, There's these two footsteps, right, and and these footsteps represent a a person walking alongside God and these footsteps are the person's journey through life right and in this journey through life the person sees what was happening in their life at that point in time and then this person starts going through a very difficult difficult time in their life and they notice that in these very difficult moments in their life there was just one pair of footsteps. And so they're they're with God and they ask, Hey, God, that's that's why I went through such a tough time, wasn't it? Because you were gone. You know, that's why it was so difficult because you weren't there. And 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 you know what, you promised me that you would be there, but it, it all makes sense. It all makes sense why why it was so difficult for me. It makes sense why, you know, I had these challenges, it makes sense why. You know, I didn't get that job. It makes sense why I didn't get that house. It makes sense why I didn't get that car. It makes sense why that relationship did not work out because you weren't there. And then God says, there's one pair of footsteps, not because I wasn't there, but because I was carrying you. Because I was carrying you because guess what? If you got into that relationship, you fall right into the wrong hands. You get into a trap, into a lifelong relationship with the wrong individual that was gonna tear you down and break you down. And the reason I was carrying you was because if you got that job, you'd stay content and complacent for the rest of your life and you'd hate your life. And the reason that there's one pair of footsteps is because I was holding you. Because you're my child and I love you. And because it was the darkest time of your life. But remember, we have to put you in darkness so that you can grow. And all I was doing was nurturing you and loving you and holding you. And I wasn't withholding you from good. I was withholding you from bad. I was shielding you and I couldn't let you walk alone. And sometimes we forget. And sometimes we think we know the way. And sometimes we feel like, God, how come I'm not seeing you do all these things? But maybe, maybe he's just shielding you, right? Maybe he's just holding you and you feel like you're not advancing, but because if you were to advance, you'd get run over, right? Maybe because if you cross that street, you get run over and we want to run and we want to cross so bad, but we don't know that on the other side, there's nothing good for us, right? And we look over and maybe the neighbors that have a nicer a nicer yard, right? But everybody knows that it's not nicer and it's not greener on the other side, It's greener where you water it. And maybe he's just telling you look, they have a very, very nice lawn. But their house is this big. And if you go in their yard, then you'll have a house this big. And for you, I want a house this big, right? The reason you didn't get that car is because I have plans for the best car, I have plans for the best house, for the best relationships, for the greater purpose, for you to not just touch one person, but to touch a thousand, to touch a million lives, right? Because we we keep thinking that we think and that we know better and that we understand and that we have our plans, but look, our plans are small plans, his plans are big plans. And then we're going based off of just what we see, imagine who has the greater foresight, us or him. And so don't be scared of the darkness. Look at it as opportunity and say, God, you know, you guide me. God, you take me, you lead me. And understand that he's going to take care of you and understand that the darkness is a treasure. The darkness is a good thing. That that's where you're going to grow, right? That that's where you can go through that metamorphosis and turn from a seed into a beautiful plant that's going to give fruit and that's going to give life and that's going to touch lives. So don't shy away from the darkness. Understand that it's a process, it's a season, right? And after the darkness comes spring and, and after spring, right, we really, really get to enjoy life. We get to enjoy the summer. We get to enjoy all the good. Um, so the message is that, you know, there is treasure in darkness. Um, the, the, the message is look inward. The message is if you feel blind, then that might be a good thing. Maybe you need to stop looking out at what you see and you start thinking about what can be. There's so much opportunity and there's so much love in in God and in his word. Um, and so I tell you guys, like I've said last week, like I said the week before, you know, get into the word and read it and it will read you and it will guide you. Um, and again, I thank you guys for getting on these calls with me. I, I appreciate you guys um, for your presence, for your time. Um, I want to take a, a second to, to pray um, together and and give a little bit of gratitude. Um, so, Father God, I want to thank you for every individual on the call. I want to thank you for all the blessings, all the opportunity, all the lessons learned. I want to thank you for the darkness. Uh, I want to thank you for holding us and, and for guiding us. And for even when we don't understand, even when we're shouting at you and telling you that that you're going the wrong way and that that's not where we're headed and that that, that we're lost. Um, thank you for taking us and guiding us where we should be and allow us to hear you and hear your voice and to follow you. Um, Father God, thank you for putting the right people in our lives, for putting the right relationships in our lives. And we thank you for every day that you give us because every day is a new blessing and an opportunity to, to decide who we are and who we want to be. Um, We thank you for the community that we have. Uh, We put all all our thoughts, all our prayers, and all our our biggest dreams and wishes in your hands, Father God, because those are the best hands. Uh, We trust you. We love you. We praise you. And we leave it all in your name. Amen. So thank you guys for the call. I appreciate you. I will see you guys next week. Um, for those of you in Chicago, I will see you guys in Chicago, I'm excited to see you guys in uh, two days now, I'll be there Wednesday, um, If you guys don't know about it, Wednesday we will be a, um, a house event at Alexis's place, and then Friday there's going to be a QC Friendsgiving slash fiesta um, for our birthdays, my twin sister and I and other people celebrating everybody really, um, so you guys are invited. I love you guys. I appreciate you. I'll see you guys next week on the call. And I'll see everybody in Chicago in a couple of days. Bless you guys.